Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello everyone, this is Suzanne Knabenicol from Police Science Doctor with your weekly dose of police science snippets. Police science snippets are basically three pieces of information of golden nuggets that I've extracted from academic research, most of it quite recently published, that is in the fields of police science, criminology, investigations, law enforcement, military intelligence, all that kind of stuff. The mission of Police Science Doctor is to bring that knowledge to you, the practitioner, because you don't have time to go through lots of journal articles and to, to try and learn from your underfunded organization. And you don't have access to these articles and to all that research in most cases. So I try to bring this to you as a service from me to you. So every Tuesday I do this broadcast with the police science snippets for that week. It's always three of them. And um, also if you're on the free police science doctor email list, then you're getting them into your inbox every Tuesday. So you get the snippet with the link to the original research. And also you get access to the page where all the previous, um, all the previous snippets are, which means you can build yourself a library and download all 116 previous ones if you want as PDFs and keep them for when you might need some specific research on something. So the snippets I've got for you today are neglect, um, household size and neglect. According to resource dilution theory, larger households involving more children are theorized as potential risk factors for child maltreatment. However, in collective societies, it has been shown that having more adult family members in the household who have the will and agency to intervene will predict less chronic neglect. So they say collective societies. I can't give you a definition of what they mean. However, the study was done in, um, I think it was Ghana. It was an African country. Um, and I think it might be applied to um, many other places where you've got large families. Maybe in religious um, families, they might be quite large so the argument here is that the more children you have, the more likely it is that they're going to be maltreated or neglected. However, if you've got some adults in the household who can maybe help and intervene, that can actually be a protective factor. So if you guys are out there dealing with large families, maybe just keep that in mind, maybe have a word with the adults and maybe just keep an eye on everything that's going on. The second snippet for today is about pornography use and, and sexual coercion. Obviously, we haven't found the one and only right answer yet to whether pornography use maybe prevents um, sexual coercion because it provides an alternative outlet or if it actually entices it because it gives people ideas and develops their fantasies. This, um, what, they've, what they're saying here is that it has been found that pornography use has an indirect effect on sexual coercion, coercion via sexual scripts. Um, scripts are a mechanism through which society defines and disseminates what is acceptable, desirable, and pleasurable sexual conduct. So this is not about the actual pornography itself, but what we see as acceptable and normal. Pornography use, while not directly related to sexual coercive behaviors, has a significant indirect effect on sexual coercion through sexual scripts. So to me, that meant that if you get, and apparently especially boys start watching porn at an early age. And they were talking here as well about deviant porn. I don't know what that means, but more deviant porn can maybe be more likely to perhaps incite ideas. 
of um, sexual coercion, I don't think we can stop boys from watching porn. However, it seems to be very important that we um, have an influence on their sexual scripts, that they know actually what you're seeing on here is really not what's normal. What you're seeing here is not what everybody enjoys. And maybe just make them aware of, you know, this is what normal consensual sex looks like. This is what should what it should be like. I, I don't know if we know what it should be like, really. And here in porn, it's staged, it's artificial, it can be very extreme. It's not what you should be expecting. This is what you should be expecting. And everybody involved needs to be actually wanting to do it. So I think we can have an impact on these sexual scripts and not letting extreme pornography normalize boys' expectations because we don't speak to them about it. So that was my take on this um, snippet. Let me know if you agree or disagree. Um, and the last snippet for this week is about sleep and delinquency. Poor sleep is an important predictor of delinquent behavior among adolescents. Low quantity and quality of sleep, as well as high frequency of sleep disturbance, increase the risk of juvenile delinquency. Social support can mitigate that somewhat though, through peer support for boys and parental support for girls. So it is actually important for teenagers to get good sleep. If you're, if you're dealing with a family where you know that it's very chaotic, it's very loud, maybe the kids are hearing banging noises, um, fights going on between the parents, and you know that has an impact on the, on the children, especially on the adolescents, um, see if there's anything you can do to assist, see if there's any way that you can intervene, because it can actually risk, raise the risk of um, delinquent behavior in those youths. And it's quite interesting that the, the gender difference there, that the risk can be mitigated by parental support for girls and by peer support from boys. So these were the police science snippets for today. I hope that there was something in there of use to you. Obviously, it's a, it's a mixed bag all the time because you guys work in very many different roles. And it's, you know, something can be useful to you one week and there might not be anything for you the next week, but that will be very useful to somebody working on something different. So I hope there was something in there and I hope there will be something in there for you next week again. And until then, I'll see you then. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps, and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address, and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.